Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film i've got you covered so join me every monday wednesday and friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together on today's episode i am talking about the 1959 film good morning written and directed by yasujiro Ozu, co-written by Kogo Noda, starring a bunch of actors that I'm not going to even try and pronounce, brutalizing every single name. Uh, will not do that, but uh, this is a, a movie that I found on Criterion Channel, and on this movie, this movie is about two boys uh, begging uh, no, <laughs> they're not begging. Well, they're kind of begging. They're begging for a TV. Uh, but two boys begin a silent uh, strike to press their parents into buying them a television set. Very simple, interesting premise. You know, two kids going on a silent strike uh, in order to try and get a TV. Uh, this is a film that a podcast I subscribed to was going to be discussing. And uh, the description, as I said, sounded interesting. So I decided to catch it, to watch it, and uh, review it myself, since I do like to watch and review classic foreign films, classic foreign, foreign films, classic films. Uh, this one kind of hits two of those, uh, classic foreign film. Also a director that is well-known and, and uh, beloved that I would love to get into as well. Um but the premise sounded interesting, and uh, I thought, why not? Why not? Two birds, one stone. Let's watch this movie, not only to prepare to listen for to a podcast that I enjoy, but also just to review it myself and to share my thoughts on it on my show. Um, because I do like to watch classic films and foreign films, uh, trying to expand my film knowledge in general. And also, I had access to this film, which is always nice. It's on the Criterion channel, which is an amazing app, which I love. has uh, obviously some of the best of the best films that have ever been made tend to be uh, preserved by the Criterion channel. And uh, their app is amazing. Great quality uh, video. I love the restorations that, that they uh, bring to movies. Uh, and this movie specifically, I absolutely loved. Uh, it's a very simple, sweet movie. Could easily see this movie. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if it had been or would be. Would be a great uh, show, a movie to turn into uh, a sitcom. Basically has a sitcom vibe to it, but set in the 1950s Japan, which I think is uh, a great set and setting for this. A great, interesting location. And also an interesting time. Obviously, I am very unaware, very naive, very ignorant to what life is like in the suburbs, in different parts of the world in the 1950s. And this is a fun little family comedy that is set in the 1950s Japan. So I love that aspect of it as well. 
and it's also a very beautiful film, uh, very uh, colorful, as well as the shot compositions are, are great as well. Um, so I, I, I love that. And, of course, this film, uh, the main aspect of this film are the two boys that uh, go on this silent strike. And I got to say, the youngest boy is the most adorable child I have ever seen in any movie he is absolutely adorable and steals this movie. He is by far the highlight of this film. Absolutely adorable. I don't know the character's name. I, I you know, I it's uh maybe it's actually here we go. It's uh oof, uh Isamu. Let's go with Isamu. He is amazing. I love that kid. Uh, is both kids are great, but that the younger one who basically like mirrors his older brother in a lot of ways, but very adorable. Absolutely loved that aspect of this movie. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, if you're an art lover like I am or simply somebody who appreciates unique creativity, I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of The Many Faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal, always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched, with new paintings being released daily, and if you're thinking about owning one, you're in luck. You can start with a 4x6-inch painting for just $20, and if you desire something grander, there are large sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space. So if you're intrigued, don't wait. Check out the entire collection and get your own at InspiredDisorder.com. Own a piece of creativity that truly stands out. Now let's get back to the show. And this film has a few different things going on, but the main focus are these two boys who want a TV and go on a silent protest. Uh, this is a time when TVs were very new to the home, right? There's only one of their neighbors in this little suburb have a TV. And like any new technology that happens, the older generations, of course, think that it will be the downfall of society, that it will bring the the uh, just stupidity to the masses uh, from the invention of the printing press to the TV and the Internet to smartphones and TikTok. The fear that these new devices will make humans stupid uh, versus the reality is that there will always be stupid people who don't value education and there will be people who love and love education and will continue to advance knowledge and education uh, i think we live in a time where educated people are basically uh, more easily exposed or uneducated people are more uh, easily exposed as being uneducated as the proliferation of ideas but also allows those uneducated people to find each other and to support each other's delusion each other's ignorance uh, their conspiracy theories uh, of one example in maybe a cult-like fashion, uh, in which case maybe the internet will be the uh, will be actually be facilitating the fall of humanity. But regardless, 
uh it's an interesting time this movie uh for when uh the story is set you know the this 1950s japan kind of this transition from more of a traditional uh japanese type of a lifestyle to more of a western uh type of a lifestyle possibly um and in this film you have the kids and their friends uh, but also it's about the adults that are in this in this little uh, suburb this little village uh, the women in the village that talk about each other behind each other's backs spreading gossip you have a couple uh, that this younger couple in the village that has more of a progressive stance on art they are the ones that have the tv and as such they are because they are less traditional they are the outcasts of this little community and then you also have you know these two people this man and woman who have a, a clear interest in each other a clear romantic connection but neither of them really willing to make the first move but at the heart of this movie it's all about communication about communication in all of its forms whether it's direct communication versus indirect communication, small talk, meaningless small talk versus deep discussions, whether it's the type, passive types of communication, right? One-way communication where there is being broadcast versus consumption in regards to the TV. But it's also about miscommunication. In that part of this is also about translations. These, uh, one of the characters, along with the kids, is teaching, is teaching the kids English by way of having them translate uh, books and, and literary work into English. So uh, a lot of this movie is examining communication in all of its forms, which I think is an interesting theme. Um, and also what can happen with a lack of communication obviously uh, we have these kids refusing to speak and what problems arise from that what how that kind of impacts not only their home life but also the community as just the different dynamics uh, are called into question and maybe set things into motion uh, but also you have the women in the village that talk behind each other's backs right they're not fully honest and open with each other so they're always one way there's always like a, a, a hidden hidden messages there's always uh, a, a piece that is not being truthfully conveyed uh, spreading rumors and spreading gossip uh, which also leads to inaction leads to assumptions uh, but also this movie surprisingly was not expecting uh, this movie has a ton of fart humor. <laughs> Was not at all expecting that. Uh, very unexpected, very funny running gags from the kids. Uh, kind of being able to, trying to learn how to fart on command when somebody pushes their forehead uh, to one of the kids' dads who's like a pathological farter and who there's a running gag every time he farts. Uh, the, his wife comes in thinking that he has summoned her but it is just the sound of his fart. That is a very funny gag as well. Uh, so it's uh, 
very unexpected to have fart humor in this uh in this film but a great aspect as well just added just added to the levity of this film that is fun the characters adorable an interesting theme and topics to kind of examine that of being communication lack of communication different types of communication uh which i guess you could say uh farting is a, a, a means of communication in some ways literally a means of communication for the husband miscommunication because the wife thinks that he is summoning her uh but still even the farts in have are a manner of communication in this movie uh which i found to be very impressive anybody to raise the prestige of a fart in such a way uh while also putting it in your film is uh i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it. despite the fact that the fart sounds are made with like a trumpet and or some kind of other instrument and it took a while to understand that the kids were farting um and you know and that that was what they were doing and that one of the kids uh is not very good at farting on command and instead uh evacuates more solid material and that being a running gag as well uh just a very funny aspect to this delightful film Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, let me paint you a picture. Imagine owning a piece of art that's not only visually striking, but also exclusive. Dive deep into the world of the many faces, a series that's now available as high-quality, limited-edition prints. Each piece captures the essence of abstract and surreal beauty, making it a perfect conversation starter for your space. What makes these prints even more special? They're all hand-signed and numbered by the artist, me. Adding that personal touch of authenticity. And the best part, you don't need to break the bank to own one. Starting at just $5 for a 4x6 inch size, with sizes and prices that scale up, giving you options to suit your space and your budget. Art collectors, enthusiasts, or anyone who loves unique pieces, this is your chance. Elevate your walls and own a piece of limited edition artistry. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and secure your exclusive print today. Now let's get back to the show. But I do want to talk about spoilers. There are specifics of this film. Obviously, this came out a long, long time ago, but I still want to talk about specifics, and I want to make sure that I... Give a spoiler warning for anybody that hasn't seen this film. I love this film. It's so fun. It's an, it's like, it's just uh, it's just a happy movie. I I, en- I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but spoilers from here on out. Uh, I love the shot selection of this this film. The compositions right from the beginning, as the kids walking uh, to and from school, uh, the way they're shot, like the all of the camera angles are really from. A low point of view so when you see the kids on the road they they the way they're framed it's it's uh, really kind of puts you at their perspective since a lot of this movie is focused on them but not completely and also just the the culture the Japanese culture uh, where being close to the floor uh, kneeling on the floor sitting on the floor um, is is part of the culture as well so having the camera kind of reflect that point of view was very interesting as well 
You also have the mothers gossiping about this un- these unpaid dues, which I assumed them to be rent is what they were talking about, but it may also be the dues for some just uh, women's kind of group. Uh, regardless, there's this rumor going around that the woman who they paid dues to used that, used that money to buy a washing machine, um, which is funny because that's also the woman... The woman who bought the washing machine uh, has the kid that keeps shitting his pants because he's trying to fart on command. And that's why she bought the washing machine is because this kid uh, who's trying to fart on command like all the other kids is very unsuccessful. Uh, So because she's constantly having to wash his dirty underwear, uh, she gets a washing machine. Uh, You also see an aspect the kids all love watching sumo wrestling. Right. And of course, the family that has the TV, everybody in the town considers them lazy and they're a bad influence. But you come to see that they're like, you know, they're a young couple. They're into music. They're definitely more of like the uh, more progressive uh, couple that aren't in true into the the traditions uh, that everybody else in the the community is is. kind of abiding by so they they tend to be outcasts as lazy they're in their pajamas all day uh and the kids just go over to watch sumo wrestling and the youngest kid absolutely adorable as i said before every time he leaves like his parting his parting saying instead of just saying goodbye he says i love you which is the most adorable this little kid every time he like going off to school like his older brother saying okay bye mom and he's like i love you and he says it in english too which just makes it even more adorable uh because i can understand it so i'm hearing his voice (laughs) you know this little kid's voice saying i love you as he's leaving uh absolutely adorable and of course the lazy family that's always in their pajamas is where the neighborhood kids go to watch the the sumo wrestling right instead of studying english um and then, so there's this mystery of where the dues went. What happened with the dues? Did they go to spend on the new washing machine? You have the uh, the two brothers dress alike, which I think is adorable as well. And they're constantly asking their mom to get a TV. Like, like no tact, no uh, strategy, just a constant barrage of when are you going to get a TV, get a TV, get a TV, not only from the older brother, but the, every time the older brother says it, the younger brother says it as well. And it's like demanding they get a TV, which I, I felt to be a uh, pretty unique, pretty unique strategy. Uh, and uh, yeah, clearly a pain, you know, any parent like where their kids are demanding this new piece of technology that they think is going to be the downfall of society. Uh, it's just like, man, this is not going to be good. Um, and as I said, it took a while to figure out that the kids were all farting when they push each other on the forehead, uh, which I thought was, once I figured it out, I thought it was hilarious. Um, and one kid kind of, uh, beginning of the movie accidentally shitting himself. That's the, the one who, and, and every time he does, he has to like, he, like, when it first happens, I didn't know they were all farting. So when he walks away sad, I didn't know what was going on. 
And when you find out that it's because he shit his pants, it's like, oh, that's why he's walking all slow and sad. And, like, he's walking in a very specific way because his pants are full. Um, And then the reveal of one of their dads also farting all the time. Uh, And that running gag is, is great. Just not expecting the fart jokes in a 1950s Japanese movie. Uh, I love their little village as well. You know, uh, you have um, the the outcast couple walking around making like music, like as if they're playing uh, musical instruments, just walking around the thing going boop, boop, beep, bop, boop, 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 just having a fun time. And everybody else, all the traditional conservative uh, people, they're just like looking at them like they're aliens. And then we get the resolution of what happened to the money that the grandma, uh, the mom, I should say, of the woman who got the washing machine forgot to give her the money, just completely forgot to give her the money. And it's interesting, the level of like severity, uh, because this woman feels that she's been ashamed uh, by her because of her mom not giving her the money. Everybody thinks that she stole the money. Uh, so she's shamed. So she tells her mom to like go and die, go to a mountain and die, which is so brutal. You also have the kids getting scolded for talking too much, constantly begging for a TV. Uh, so they say they're going to stop talking, right? They make this plan. The younger brother says that uh, they're going to do it for a hundred days. Uh, then you know they walk off. Right. And then they walk off in kind of mo- the most adorable way, them walking off to their room and they make a pact not to talk. And the little little brother has like this AOK symbol that he does uh, to ask his brother if he can talk. Right. To give uh, permission to talk. Um, but the rule is no talking, but farting is still OK. Right. Because that's a big part of them bonding with their friends. Um and not hearing the little, like, when they leave the next day, not hearing that little kid say, I love you, when he leaves to go to school is so noticeable. It is very, there is a contrast to the absolute ad- adorableness of him leaving a room before this silent strike and after. And them not talking outside of the house as well as a layer to it all where the ladies... Like the ladies whose mom didn't give the money's dues, she thinks that these kids are were told by this family to not talk to them. So that because nobody is, you know, because the communication is like so behind the back, nobody's really open and honest with things. They're assuming that is why these kids aren't talking. So it adds more to the whole rumor mill that it's like, oh, their parents are just mad that we that you know we accused them of not paying or whatever. Right. So now the kids being silent is making the gossip between the women all worried about repaying their mom now. Um, and saying that she holds grudges. Right. So now they're all freaked out about everything that they've borrowed over the, over their time, uh, and making sure that they return it back, which is a funny aspect to this as well. Um, and even in school, they don't speak. The little kid keeps putting up the AOK symbol, but the, of course the teacher doesn't know what it is. The older kid, uh, being asked to read aloud, he doesn't, he refuses to do it. 
And then later when they're home, trying to use charades to try and ask their parents for lunch money. Uh, so because they can't speak and the, because the parents, you know, they don't they don't want to play into their whole thing. They act like they don't know what the kids are trying to say. So they're not only are they not saying anything, but because they're not saying anything, they're also not getting lunch money. So they're they're also hungry. They're kind of going on a hunger strike as well. Um, and then you have the conversation between the father while he's in the bar talking to other an, another friend of his or whatever, and the ideas of the TV making people stupid, right? The need, and also the need to talk in society, right? The lack of communication in the village leading to so many people with uh debts to other people right the lack there's just like not only lack of communication but like lack of meaningful communication like it's all small talk it's all niceties it's not really getting to the heart of any issue it's not being real and open and honest uh which are all impacting this situation um and then you see the kids eating shavings from the pumice stone because they think it's going to make them fart. Just absolutely disgusting. Um, and the, mo the mom thinks that the pumice stone is being shaved down by mice. And she suggests rubbing poison on it, which I thought this movie was going to take a tragic turn. Thankfully, it didn't uh, because the kids decide that they're not going to eat the pumice stone anymore. Uh, that it's not good for their health. So, like, like an aspect of this movie, I thought it was going to go down a dark path uh, where, like, the mom was going to accidentally poison the kids. Um, but, yeah. But then the kids also pointing out, like, why people say the important, th why people say the unimportant things because they're so easy, right? Talking about the weather, talking about nonsense stuff, because it's not, it's, it's not heavy conversation. It's light. It's polite. But those people rarely say the hard things that are the most important things. Like saying that you like somebody, saying that you love somebody, talking about the situations a family is going through. Finding out that maybe the reason she got a washing machine is because her son keeps shitting his pants. Maybe the kids aren't talking. If they had talked to that family, they would find out that the kids aren't talking because they want a TV and they're on a silent strike. But because people don't say the things, the hard things, and they stick to the easy things... And then just gossip about, they assume all of the the big conversation, the important things. Uh, there's miscommunication going all, uh, all around. And then there's a scene, because the kids aren't eating, they steal the rice and the tea out of the kitchen. And they go off to the side of the road somewhere to go eat. And a cop shows up, so they run away. And just like leave the rice and leave the tea pot. Just run away. And, of course, the teacher, because they never show up, the teacher goes out to look for them. Um, meanwhile, you find out that their dad bought a TV because one of their neighbors 
got a job working for electronics, selling electronics. And to celebrate their friend getting a job, they decide they should buy something from him. And two birds, one stone. We'll buy a TV, make our kids happy, kind of celebrate our friend getting a job. So, of course, the kids are super happy, which is uh, adorable to see. Right. You have this little guy back to saying I love you, which is the most adorable thing. And then you have the next day on the way to school. Um, you have all the ladies surprised that the kids are back saying good morning again because, right, they think, oh, the the lady, their mom uh, stopped, let go of their grudge or whatever. But they're still looking for a, a negative of why these kids are talking again. Um, and then you have the kids do their fart game once more. And, of course, that kid shits himself one more time. Um, and then you have their teacher, the guy that, that that was teaching him English by translating. He has a crush on, like, their aunt or whatever. And you see them at a train station, and they are doing the meaningless small talk, right? Instead of saying that they are attracted to each other, and that they are interested, they have an interest in each other, a romantic interest in each other. Instead, they talk about the the weather while waiting for the train, right? Clearly in love, but won't say the important things, which is so much of what this, this movie is, right? Which I love. I love this movie. First, so funny, right? Was not expecting fart jokes in this movie. The youngest kid, absolutely amazing. So adorable and funny, just echoing doing everything everything is shadowing everything his older brother does and then you had the ladies in the village spreading all the gossip always looking for the negative in every situation assuming the worst so much of this film is about communication though right in all of its forms direct communication versus indirect communication small talk instead of saying the important things saying the unimportant things instead of saying the important things right being passive in consuming information like the TV, but also miscommunication, whether it's from lack of being open when it comes to the women in the in the village who are misunderstanding situations because they're unwilling to have the conversation, or even how that's expressed in them translating from Japanese to English, right? The subtleties of... of the different languages and the subtleties of the different ways of communicating. Also, what can happen with a lack of communication, of course, not only from the kids refusing to speak, but also the women in the village, as I said, not sh being open and honest, spreading rumors instead, spreading gossip, right? Eating, leading to just assumptions, incorrect assumptions, leading to just assuming the worst. But all in all, an absolutely charming film that, had me laughing and smiling throughout. Um, I also loved the setting, the 1950s Japan, the Tokyo suburbs. Loved it. So much fun. Uh, apparently, this is subject matter-wise very different from Ozu's previous films, but uh, style-wise, apparently, it's similar. And I think this is even a remake of an earlier film of his own uh, where it takes place in a different era and the kids go on a hunger strike. Um so maybe I'll check out that as well and see how they compare. Regardless, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to The Ray Taylor Show. And I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Good Morning. I love you. 
Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show. I love you. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.